Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. People are strange. They neither wish to live nor die. Epictetus. Hello, my fellow Stoics, and welcome to Stoic Short Talks, where I discuss high-profile topics candidly with the goal of helping people learn how to think. I think we're all worried currently about Russia and Ukraine and really this conflict or war that's um, been unfolding lately. And more more than that, I understand that a lot of people have been very concerned about Russia utilizing nukes uh, with, you know, with this whole war in full swing. And from what I know, I mean, new information is always evolving, but Putin was was worried about NATO and setting up shop in Ukraine, and those who are a part of NATO could utilize the land permitted by Ukraine. And, you know, understandable in a sense as far as, oh, well, why would I allow Ukraine to have, um, you know, have it be a part of NATO when I could just take it, preventing uh, more tensions or conflict right by my doorstep? Kind of like what happened with Cuba and, and the United States. Um, you know, we obviously got very nervous when we heard of missiles or um, or other countries setting up shop right on Cuba. So it obviously caused us to get worried as well. Understandably, that's where that that's the the point, though. It's obviously a war nobody wants, even their own people, the Russians. I hear they're completely refusing to fight because they don't believe in the cause either. His uh, Putin's inner circle is now uh, up in arms right now. They're all just kind of angry at each other as far as what what to do next. Uh, apparently, they're now in peace talks, but we'll see what actually comes of it. But it's interesting because when you look at you know, how this is all unfolding. And now their own citizens are now refusing. I mean, their whole entire economy collapsed. I mean, why, what are you fighting for at that point? It reminds me of how Rome fell. I mean, history did indeed rhyme, right? The Romans also refused to fight because the care for the common citizen was harsh that Rome provided. I mean, you couldn't gain Roman citizenship um, just like that. You know, sometimes you had to go and serve for the army for 25 years. And people were actually cutting off their fingers or cutting off their feet uh, to prevent themselves from going and then working uh, or going to war, working for the army. And also the, the system was so intense. I mean, you couldn't move up at all. If you were born a slave, you your children were also more than likely slaves. If you were were a farmer, your children and their children would be farmers. And, you know, the economy there in Russia 
also isn't that great. It's it's very, very harsh over there. And now their economy just collapsed. I mean, what what's the point? It's It's so difficult in a sense. What's also interesting is that Switzerland has made history by applying sanctions to Russia as well, which is great. I mean, this is a needless conflict, and any way to kind of avoid it is better than none, right? And most people have been saying on the socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, media in general, that they are tired of being part of historical events. Because, um, you know, the last couple of years have been pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> Which makes me chuckle a little bit because your very existence is history in the making. Another Daniel living in SoCal talking about this topic in this way does not exist. My fellow Stoics, this is what it means to be conscious, to be human. Amor fati, we have to accept the fate that we are given, whatever time period we are born into. Whatever part of the world we are born into, we are history. It's not, oh, I'm tired of history, historical events like this taking place. There's historical events taking place every single day. You are making history. Just because it's not plastered on the news doesn't mean you're not making an impact. You, as well, are making history. And you can feel sad, taken aback by the events of the world, but we as Stokes have to remember that our inner peace, our inner journey is far more important than those things which are outside of our control. Because by maintaining peace and control within, can we better speak with our neighbors, speak with our families, spread more wisdom, spread more clarity, show and embody your philosophy and live by example. And they too can also find their inner peace through you. And that's really interesting. You are making history right there. You are slowly stopping the wave of anxiousness throughout the people that you interact with on a daily basis. Let's talk about Canada and the Freedom Convoy. It essentially represents freedom. It's somewhat a representation of what it means to allow a populace to seek wisdom and decipher information and then choose to do what they wish with that information. Wherever you are, on the political spectrum. Controlling your desire for a particular outcome is key when deciding whether or not a government should be stricter or more controlling. You should have justice in mind, the virtue, justice. You do not wish to be controlled. Do not expect others to be controlled just because you disagree with another. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, this does not absolve people of consequences. Either way, Setting your own opinions aside and understanding the core of the argument makes for a wiser decision before deciding to join the effort or deny it. I mean, things are getting very crazy in the world. And, I'm, and to be honest, if we're looking at newfound data and what is the end goal of many other people, I mean, it's needless. We don't need a lot of the things that are happening today, you know, at least that's how I see it. You don't have to agree with me. These are my opinions, the opinions of a practicing Stoic. I'm not a perfect Stoic at all, but applying wisdom 
applying justice and courage and temperance. I mean, these are all very important. And my goal is just to make you think, to, for you to question what you may or may not agree with. So Seneca once said, to ensure that each day is filled with things that would prevent you from poverty, depression, illness, and conflict. Which is to say, you should be doing those things. Ensure that each day is filled with things like that. With inflation on the rise, I feel this rings more true each and every day. Regardless of what causes it. Regardless of what you think causes it. Regardless of, oh, that's not true. That There's so many other things that are causing inflation. Ah, yada, yada, yada. You're just a fear monger. Regardless of that, the point is... Inflation is going up. That's the point. Now, this, this involves the use of wisdom and courage. You have to go out and seek the information that will get us individually to beat inflation because I mean, we're at the mercy of it at this point. I can't go in and decide what should and shouldn't happen. We are at the mercy of time now. When will it end? What other people will do? To help it out, we are at the mercy. We, on an individual basis, can't be yelling into the ether of Twitter. We have to decide here and now and make the decisions that would prevent us from going into poverty, to prevent us from getting sick, prevent us from, you know, going backwards. Now, the thing is, if millionaires who have the vast amount of knowledge regarding financial literacy... It makes, it makes it completely possible for you to do it too, to find that knowledge. I've heard about people putting money in a money market account, for example, or a high interest savings account, or investing into precious metals, starting a side job like Instacart to make extra money in your free time. I mean, the point is, as Marcus Aurelius once said, if it's humanly possible, consider it within your reach. We can confirm it's humanly possible to beat inflation because people are already doing it. It is humanly possible. So don't sell yourself short. Now, you don't have to go out and try to invest all your money or open up multiple accounts, taking on another job. You don't have to do that. It doesn't need to be complex. It could be making smaller conscious decisions, though. Maybe the daily coffee you get can be dropped to every other day. Or buy yourself a coffee maker and buy some beans. You like to go to the movies? Shoot, I'd love to go to the movies. But maybe sign up for AMC and only go on Tuesdays when it's the cheapest. Maybe don't buy organic for a while. Maybe don't go out on a weekly basis to eat. Maybe only go out once a month instead. The point is, things are getting more expensive. So do what is necessary to prepare each day so you don't fall further into poverty. That's the point I'm making. This goes for preventing depression, you know, because I know that it's a very taxing time when you notice your money isn't going as far as it used to. I mean, one thing you can do is learn to control desires and learning to be content with what you have. We can discuss preventing illness and conflict, but we're talking about inflation here, so I won't go to too much detail there. But do the things each day so you can 
prevent poverty, so you can prevent illness and conflict and depression. You have that individual duty to make sure that you're doing the right thing for yourself, for your family. So, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, did you guys hear about the recent changes to the COVID infection rates? High infection rates dropped from 75% to 30% overnight. And that was, and this was on the CDC website, so no, this is not on any particular mainstream media. This is on the CDC website. CDC updated this information at the time. Interestingly, the Biden admin polls continued to plummet. It's moments like these where truth and trust go hand in hand. It's moments like these where we should not be ostracizing people who have and continue to question information and data. If you do not believe them, then you... um, Yeah, if you don't believe them, then you, we as Stoics, should not turn our backs on them, refusing to say, yes, you were right all along, right, if you didn't believe them. A Stoic accepts when he or she is wrong. This is all to gain more wisdom, right? When you can accept that you are wrong, you can find where and why you went wrong. This way, you can be better next time and move forward with humility. Maybe you put too much trust in a particular administration or government organization. Maybe you listen too much to only one form of media. I mean, history, we have to look to history, right? We know governments have done things behind our backs, like listening in on our conversations. Who knows? Maybe they're doing it. They're still doing it. But we know that they did that. We know that they allowed it. We know that organizations have done it. So why do we all of a sudden trust with 100% certainty over everything? That's what I find interesting. Because we have to remember something. We have to remember that science at its core, because remember, trust the science, is always approached with a level of skepticism. If all you ever accepted was peer-reviewed information, are you actually utilizing the Socratic methods to finding out the truth? Peer review is academia, not science. Academia is the collection of knowledge, whether it be theory or fact. I mean, it could literally just be a consensus of scientists that agree on something. That doesn't mean that it's true, though. They just agree that, oh, yeah, that's, that's possible. And then that, it's peer-reviewed. It's peer-reviewed that they agree with it to some degree. That's academia, though. Science is to question theory until it becomes fact. So when we say that we have to trust the science, it's more to say trust that process of what science is, that you have to question it, that you have to approach it with a level of skepticism. If a hundred scientists said one thing and then, oh no, new data comes up, oh, but that's not peer-reviewed, that doesn't matter. What is that data saying? What new information has come up? I mean, we have to remember the theory of relativity. I mean, I love this, this example by, uh, with Einstein. When he came up with his idea, uh, theory of relativity, 
there was a book that was made that said 100 scientists who disagree with Albert Einstein. And he's, his response was, if I was wrong, it would have only taken one of you. I mean, you have to question it. And it's okay that they all questioned him, sure. But it still proved true. as fact. Right? That's science. Science needs to be debated. Science needs to be questioned. So when we say trust science, we should be saying we have to trust the process of what science is. Not just what comes out as far as peer review. Because right now what we're doing is trust the academia. That's what we're doing. We're not saying, we're not actually living by embodying that philosophy of trusting science. We're trusting academia. <laughs> Which is a very interesting thing to do. Like don't, we shouldn't be doing that. I mean, the Socratic method was created off of Socrates, one of the greatest philosophers in existence. And his whole thing was you have to question everything. And that is a part of science which is a process. <laughs> I find it very interesting. It's a... I mean, but you learn something new every day, right? And that's, that's, that's the beauty of life. You should be learning something new every day, even if it goes against what you previously thought was true. And the key thing that I really want to point out is don't turn a blind eye on those that lied to you or stretched the truth or persuaded you. You should have... You should have an opinion on this. Even if your opinion is, the info presented to me has been proven wrong. Now, the person that told me this is wrong now. You don't have to go against your political party. You don't have to say, I'm never listening to this person ever again. Like You don't have to do that. You don't have to go to extremes. Moderate yourself. When you find the truth, you should be excited. Yes, finally, like I've, 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 I learned something new. I've been proven wrong. I've become wiser. That's really what it is. I mean, I, I know that right now, there's a lot of people that are getting angry now, right? Like, we told you so, we told you so, yada, yada, yada. And that turns you off. It doesn't make you want to unify with them. Or it doesn't make people want to unify with them. But we shouldn't be doing that, my fellow Stoics. We should instead... Be okay with saying, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I, I choose now to seek more knowledge, to be wiser. And if anything, what you have possibly learned and should have a key takeaway from is, maybe I won't shut you out next time so quickly as I did just because of your political leanings. I mean, that's the key takeaway. See, this, this remind, reminds me of um, the rise of the sophists. See, sophists are people who use beautiful language to get you to agree with something. I mean, if we're looking at uh, political leanings, I mean, we, can, we notice that uh, the Democratic Party or left-leaning party tends to be more, they try to persuade you with warm-heartedness and openness and progressiveness. And we are on the forefront of um, making the world better and, and optimism and all of that stuff. 
So they're going to play into that very hard. And anybody who agrees with that, they're also going to tug on your heartstrings in that way. That, that's really how that political party tends to run. Whereas the other side, the Republicans and conservatives and more right-leaning, they tend to be more, people call them emotionless. And more factual and, and F your emotions, F your feelings and stuff like that. Very much like that. And some people love that. But that's, you shouldn't be so die hard for either or. Instead, you should be saying there are truths, many truths on both sides, and we should be utilizing both key knowledge bases on each side to create the best options, not just good ones. Because if you only focus on the left, you're only going to get good. You're only going to get good ideas. You go too far to the right, you're only going to get good ideas but you're not going to get the best ideas. And that's we as Stoics should be seeking the best ideas, finding all the truths so we can find a better truth to make the best, most informed decisions, not just what we think is the best decision. You know, and obviously what I mean by that is that has been presented to us or persuaded to us using sophist language. I mean, we should really be taking these moments and reflecting on ourselves so we can become better Stoics. And then everything that we're learning today as part of history in the making, we should be teaching early on to our children. And that's what I have to say today. So I really appreciate you guys um, listening in. And I hope I questioned a number of things for for you all to really think about. Because again, I'm, I'm not here to tell you what to think. I only question things and present opinions so you can figure out how to think. Because I can only, we as Stoics, we don't have all the answers. Nobody does. But our goal should be to make each and every one of each other think. To think more. So we can all find better truths together so we can lead a better future. 